That's right. There's only one siren this week. You are missing the sounds of Mitra Johari. But please do not be concerned. It is not only me giving advice this week on urgent care. I have with me a very, 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 very special guest host. I'm so excited. You might know her from her own podcast, Hobby Hunter and Unofficial Expert. She is an incredible stand-up, an amazing friend, and an even better rapper. Uh, and uh, please, please put your hands together for Sydney Washington. Welcome to the stage. Sydney is here, and I have a siren as well, and she's yes. fast. And she's yes, a fast bitch. siren. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, if you're just tuning in, this is Urgent Care. We are an advice podcast. Normally, it's me and Mitra Johari. Today, it's me. It's Sydney Washington. Um, listen, neither of us are. Experts in any field, except yeah. life, except living hard and living well. And um, so if you come to us for advice, it's on you. OK, that's on you. <laughs> I, I will never say that I live life well, but good, good that you <laughs> are putting that but out for yourself, Joel. You would say you live life hard, though. Yes. Oh, yeah. The hardest. <laughs> yeah. Rock so bottom. How, 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 how the hell are you? Um, I'm doing good. I'm doing I'm doing really good. It's um, you know, I'm in New York City, so we always know to how to make the worst look chic. <laughs> <laughs> and you are looking so chic today. You really are. Um soaking wet. Just soaking wet head to toe. Ooh, yeah. I'm I damp. I'm damp for urgent care. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were just talking before we recorded that um New York is like out and about, flaunting everywhere. Yeah, stunting it's on these hoes. It's stressing me out because I have to break up with my couch. I have to be like, I know we had such like a good time, like just <laughs> being very close, but I can no longer sit on you. I have to get out and um, be a person again. So it's just I'm not prepared. I, I thought we were going to be slowly getting into trying to go back to normal. But no, it's light speed, baby. Light speed. I'm not here for it. I, I could I could use another month and a half. Really? You're one of those people? You're one of those people who doesn't want to go back to the old ways? I'm going to say... What are you going to do? What are you going to do in that month and a half? What is so important? What have you not watched yet that you need to go back to that, to that space? No, it's just... For a month the, and a half. No, it's just getting used to being around people, being in spaces, yeah. giving people direct eye contact. Someone literally, you could smell their breath. Like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not ready for that. I am so ready for it. Okay. I am so ready uh, to kiss a stranger in a bar somewhere. I am so ready to like make. I'm I'm so ready to like immediately recognize that I do not jive with someone like within five minutes of meeting them and just <laughs> but being stuck in the conversation for another fifteen minutes because you can't politely disengage so soon. I love it. I love every aspect of it. It's it keeps me alive. I did not realize we were talking about this. You did uh, about how. 
people don't realize how the pandemic affects them until they're out in the wild. And I did not realize how much I needed small talk in my life until I started going back out and and meeting people. I mean, tell me what you do for a living. Tell me where you live. Tell me how you met your boyfriend. That's what, Those are the three questions I know to ask now. And I love every single I'm going to start a podcast where that's all I ask people. 15 well, minutes. Unfortunately, because of the pandemic, people don't know how to do small talk and they go straight to. So, yeah, um, I've been unemployed for like eight months now <laughs> and I'm, I'm still living with my mom. Like, I don't we don't need to start conversations up with that. Lie to me. Lies. I want people to become better liars uh-huh. and pretend. Oh, yeah. No, I'm great. I'm fine. Wait, I'm can we go back fine. to that? Yeah. Good. Where, when did when at what point in the pandemic did people start being honest when asked, how are you doing? <laughs> Like, when did that happen? Why? Like, it was so it was so we were at a place in society where it was understood that when you ask, you are asked, how are you doing? You say, I'm doing great. I'm doing fine. No matter what has just happened to you. Can you imagine if people asked me how I was doing all the time and I'm like still grieving my father? You know, like <laughs> that I mean, would be that-, that would be a conversation ender every single time, baby. It would, Joel, and I, I don't recommend, but I would like to see <laughs> what would happen, like how quickly people do the Homer Simpson into the, into bushes, the bushes and be like, oh, OK, well, I'm going to just go grab some coffee. I'll be back. Yeah. Never to oh, return. You, oh, how am I doing? You know, just grappling with my own mortality in the face of the death of a family member. That's all. You know, nothing big, nothing huge. Just sort of living my life, trying uh, every day understanding that it will one day come to an end and having a visceral grip on what that looks like now isn't isn't that fun isn't that Joel, fun way to start some a conversation hold on Joel you are like very famous and near and dear to the community so people are not asking you how you're doing no they are I'm just okay. lying okay. I'm just oh, okay, I'm, okay. I'm 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 already back to the line oh, okay all right <laughs> I'm doing what you want people to yeah. be doing, which is lying and saying, oh, I'm doing great. OK. Did you guys hear it first on Urgent Care? Joel is showing you proper top tier lying. And I yes. want you guys to pay attention. Take notes. I was I was blown away. I was like, oh, shit. Wow. Are are you OK? You okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're amazing. I know. Um, Oscar yeah. goes too. Um, you you were in L.A. recently, though, right? I was, I was, I was in there too long, Joel. I was, I had to, I was, I haven't been home in a month and it was, it was time to get back. Like I was so happy. I was there visiting my girlfriend and like doing a little bit of work. And then by the third week I was like, oh, I'm too happy. I need to go back to New York and be miserable. What the fuck am I doing here? This is stupid. It's like, I don't deserve feeling light. I was like, oh, I didn't wake up with a ton of bricks on my back and uterus. I don't deserve this. I got to get I got to get on the first flight spirit airline. I really want to feel like this, not this, not spirit. (laughs) I was too happy. I'm out. That is you have New Yorker Stockholm syndrome. That is what that is what you have. You've lived in the city for too long. You have accepted that the abuse you receive is a part of your of life and you deserve the abuse that you receive. And that is not okay. You need to come back to L.A. You need to come back to the sunshine. You need to come back to the pool party life. 
how do you do it? How I, I just don't. I mean, you moved to L.A. and mm-hmm. and immediately became the the poster child of like L.A. sun life <laughs> home. Did and, I really? Yeah, thriving. Yeah, you came on the unofficial expert, and you were like the L.A. expert, and it was oh, that's right, it was that's wonderful. right. People Be- were mad. People were mad about that because I had only lived in L.A. for like a year at that point, and it, it was, was tongue great. in cheek. It <laughs> was tongue in cheek. Me being the L.A. expert. Come on. No, but we needed it. We needed that attitude though, because you yeah. still kind of was like. Yeah, bitch, this is, do you still feel that way though about LA? I do and I don't, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's like any relationship where, mm-hmm. you know, almost four years deep and the honeymoon phase is over mm-hmm. and I have started to realize that I think I've fucked my way through every available man that is in my tax bracket, um, mm-hmm. sort of looks wise and flex. When- no. Flex. That's a flex, Joe. No, people can't even get to the core. They can't even get to the middle. And you, you're like, I had it all. I finished. I finished on Tinder yeah. or Grinder or whatever. Yeah, I got to the end. I got yeah. to the end, and uh, I got to the end of Grinder, and um, I'm still. Um, I'm still feel empty inside and I don't, I haven't been, I haven't been satiated. And I, I just realized like the, the men in New York are better than the men in LA. They really are. They're, they're a superior bunch of men in, uh, in New York. And th- yes, they may not look as great without their clothes on. Yeah, they, they, the men here care less about an ab. They don't give yeah. fucks about an ab. They don't do leg day here. They're not worried about They're like, we wear layers and jackets and stuff. I mean, the, the guys here don't even go to the beach. So they're like, what, what the fuck? Why do I need to worry about a bicep for? I'm taking yeah. the train. That being said, I've pulled way hotter guys in New York than I do in L.A. Because L.A. is like they're the the standards in L.A. are just psychotic. You can't you know, get ahead in this game. Joel, every time you just like say one thing, I'm like, he, he is doing great. I mean, you pulled hotter guys in New York. Show us. Show us the receipts. We oh, if only this were a visual medium, um, I would pull up some Instagrams right now and call some people out and shout them out and thank them. Thank them deeply from the bottom of Dro- my heart. Drop them in the chat for me, please. I just yeah. I need to, I just want to see how their eyebrows are set up. That's it. <laughs> there are a lot. There are some great eyebrows in New York right mm-hmm. now. I will say that some natural eyebrows. But your girlfriend's is uh, is in L.A. Why aren't you here all the time? Um. Okay. You making so, her go to New York? No, no, no. I've been coming to L.A., honey, because there's okay. there's literally no reason. There's she doesn't have a car here. There's no like balcony. There's not even a balconette here. <laughs> there's not even a little ledge for you to look over and be like, ah, you know, the trash. Like there's nothing. So that <laughs> all of it, I always have to come to L.A., which is fine. I'm good for it. But I don't want to ruin my welcome. I I think. The more you visit someone in their home, they see the stunts that you pull and that is unattractive. So uh, what I want to do is go there less, her miss me the most, and then be like, I need you to move here. And then by the time I move in, I'm bringing all my shit and she doesn't realize what a like garbage bag hoarder I am. You know, so it's, a, it's a long con is what you're yeah. saying. It's a long I'm trying. Con. I'm trying. But she's going to listen to this episode. So I, <laughs> I, I really just don't know how to keep a secret. How do you navigate a long term relation or a long distance relationship for so long? 
I mean, the the good thing about the pandemic is that, I mean, we weren't really seeing anybody anyway. So it was a lot yeah. of like pen palling, a lot of uh, FT, a lot of, you know, sending videos and stuff. But now that we are allowed, it's like, yeah, I am looking at my schedule like, OK, so when am I going there? What When yeah. are we seeing each other? I don't think as an adult, as I'm saying it on urgent care, as a 36-year-old woman, I don't know if I could do the Woo! LD. I can't do an LD no. for a long time. That that I don't have that type of patience. I, I'm i literally like, when I need you, your face in my face yeah. all the time. Absolutely. And you deserve that. And not to blow up your spot, but I know that you have dabbled in non-monogamy before. Is this a non-monog relish or oh. is this completely close? Do you, I mean, do, does my girlfriend look like she would have an open relationship? <laughs> Fuck no. She's like, are we not having that? <laughs> like, I learned that an open relationship, though, I think in the male gay community, it's it makes more sense. But like, I think anything else is just a sign that things are going wrong. Really? Speak on yes. that. Why do you think yeah. it works better for us? Because uh, you guys are whores. Like you just, I mean, you're, you're free whores. You're, you love to to be free, but also be connected. You know, yeah. you, you want to be able to do whatever you want, but also have a home. So, yeah. and that works. And you guys do it well. But I just, I think the energy it takes to be open emotionally is what fucks up like lesbian relationships. It's so it's it's not just a hookup. Yeah, I'm you're 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 putting a strap on you putting another yeah, like you got to have separate involved. dicks for the different women. You That's a lie. <laughs> that's so expensive. <laughs> Um, you're gonna if you're buying a two hundred dollars strap, you're going to fall in love eventually. Yeah, that's a lot you know? of investment. That is mm-hmm. a big. That is a down payment on yep. something bigger. You know, mm-hmm. you're paying a bigger an emotional dick. mortgage. Yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that is true. I guess for a lot of gay men who are in open relationships, it's very easy to disengage like sex from emotion, and mm-hmm. so. But I know a lot of gay men out there listening to this now are screaming at their phones saying, "No, no, 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 not me." Not me, not all, not hashtag not all gays. And they're mad right now. But I do believe that we are better equipped for it. I agree with you. They're listening that they're saying not all gays, but also that, again, that's the long con. They tell you, oh, no, no, I don't. I don't need that. I am monogamous. And then six years down the line, they're like, so I was looking at that waiter. We've been coming here for like years. I I just feel the (laughs) vibe. The way. I feel like that waiter is really into us. Do you do you want like yeah. we are going to order tiramisu and Charles? You don't even even the most like staunchly monogamous couples that I know are like low key open to a threesome. Eventually they get yeah. there. Yeah, they get there Absolutely. and they're discreet. They're just a little more discreet about it, you know, but like you have to be. You have to be. But because as a as a woman who's had threesomes, I've been in. I've been in bad threesomes that I'm like, yeah, I think I'm good on that. I think I can only work with one person. I'm great at a partnership. And then there's a third and I'm like all over the place. And I'm like, you know what? I'll just sit this out. Y'all do your thing. You know, I I like threesomes with couples because I like to be the guest star and I like to sort of like breeze in and know that like (laughs) I'm there and sort of um, I'm the new element. Threesomes with unattached people, like three unattached people is so difficult because here's the thing. Three wants to be two in that situation. 
There's always. like always, always, always like if it's three unattached people, like one of the people there is a little bit uninvited. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's just a weird dynamic. It needs to be for me. It needs to be five or more or two. That's it. <laughs> five. You know? Well, the range, Joel, yeah. the range. Five or more or just two. That's and- what I need. Joel, I just don't believe that you could be a guest star and someone is not sending you another offer, baby, to be like, <laughs> we need you to be reoccurring. 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 I'm reoccurring in a few uh, in a few sitcoms right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. And it's enjoyable. Um, but again, only with the couples, because like I've been in a threesome where I know I'm unwanted. You know, I, I've literally, I've been in the back of a cab with a guy who wanted to hook up with me and another guy, but the, and I was fine with the other guy, but you could tell the other guy did not want to hook up with me and was only going along with it because he wanted to hook up with the original, the instigator of the threesome. And he literally in the back of the cab, he like looked at, he like forced us. He was like, Hey, kiss each other. And I was like, okay. And it was just like the most like, it was the saddest moment of my life because kissing this man under duress, this man did not want to kiss me at all. He had he wanted nothing to do with me, um, but was forced to kiss me in the back of the, this cab. And it was the coldest, deadest kiss I've ever had in my that's, entire life. That's racist and homophobic. I just, I, agree. I, don't, I don't believe that some, one, somebody would not want to kiss you, Joel, because I'm I, a great kisser. As a, as a friend, I've seen photos of you and screenshot them it was like i could i could totally hook up with my friend yes absolutely and sydney i would i would definitely dive into your pond i would for it's it's a better pond now it's better how so medicated medicated pussy is the best pussy i'm just i'm putting it out there if you get you some pills girl if you feeling like your ph is off it's probably because you need to get on meds you're probably (gasps) depressed so (laughs) i'm just throwing that Get you some Lexapro, get you, you know, some Wellbutrin, Wellbutrin that pussy. And I'm telling you, it's going to be wop, 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 (laughs) wop. Happy brain meets happy pussy. Yes. Um, yes. I love Wellbutrin. I'm a Wellbutrin queen myself. (laughs) Shout out to Wellbutrin users. Shout out to Abilify people. I Mm -hmm. love, I'm on two. I'm on two pills. Oh, really? And I'm still fucking up. I'm still out here in these streets. Yeah. No way. Two? Yeah, yeah, Two. Because I buy. So I need, I need, I need two. I love um, that. Yeah. Lucky you. I know. I want to be bi, but yeah. they're like, no, no. you don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> they're like, you need to, you need to know how to manage life and not yeah. um, feel nothing. Because I was yeah. like, I think you can um, up this, and they're like, it's not about upping. It's about you know <laughs> dealing with what you have and going moving forward. <laughs> they're like, you greedy bitch. You want to, you want to feel nothing, huh? Yeah. I was like, yes. Is that possible? They're yeah. like, no, you need to still be able to love. And when something bad happens, you need to still be able to cry. And I'm like, no, I think I've done enough crying for my life. Yeah, you I lived think in it, New York for how many yeah. years now? You've done it. You've done it. You've done it in public. You've done it at home. You've done it everywhere. Did it on a train. Did it did on a roller train. coaster. Did I it cried. in an H&M tra- a changing room. Did it uh. in... <laughs> No, never H&M, always Century 21. Century okay. 21, they don't have, they never have the curtains. So it's just like ass out dressing room and like people could see and you're like, oh, this, this doesn't fit and it feels weird. <laughs> and like, I got my period. So I'm going to cry. I, yeah, I went to an H&M after a guy dumped me in Central Park and, and sobbed um, in the H&M tra- changing room. Um, it, and this was after like two months of dating. So it was it, pretty, it was like, it, in hindsight, it was really embarrassing. Wait, was this years ago? 
this was years and years ago. This okay. was like this was like pre-Trump. I want to say. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah. But I mean, it's crazy because after Trump was elected, I feel like your career just skyrocketed. Yeah, and yeah. So, kisses to my hater. Okay, that's yeah. what I was like. <laughs> I mean, yeah, bad president, but good good time for Joel. Yeah, good time yeah. for me. It's 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 unfortunate that it, those two things coincided. Um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I no. brought that up. I'm such a bad you're friend. I'm like, no, you're great, you're great, you're great. But we got to dive in. We have some cup dates, which is what we refer to as updates here at the Urgent Care Podcast. We call our listeners chefs. We're a restaurant motif. We don't understand why it just sort of happened, and we've rolled with it ever since. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got an update from a previous caller. This is from Show Me the Monet. Um, this was a caller who her and her roommate stole a painting from their landlord. And now um, one of the roommates is moving in with her boyfriend and they had a disagreement over who should get the painting. And we told that we we told her basically that she needed to tell her roommate, hey, you're moving in with the man of your dreams. I get the painting. And so let's listen to this update. I love it. Hey, this is Show Me the Monet with a cup date. Can I just say, I was truly surprised when you were trying to come up with a name for me, and Joel was like, oh, who are some painters? Michelangelo, Da Vinci, and Mitra didn't suggest Da Vinci? Drag us. Anyway, I played the episode for my roommate, and we both loved your advice, me especially, because you sided with me and said that I should get the painting since she's the one moving out. I'm thrilled to say we agreed. I do get to keep the painting so we don't have to King Solomon it and cut it in half. Um, we did actually come up with a cute compromise, though. We bought a canvas that's the exact same size as our painting, and we're going to try to recreate it, but with some different colors that she picked out. So we'll each have one, but I get the original. Thank you for your advice. Love you guys. I love that compromise. I love that for them. It's truly brilliant. Um, that was that was one of the gayest things I've heard. And I, <laughs> I think that I think she shouldn't move in with that man, and she should stay with her roommate, and they should date. Yeah. Oh wow. We didn't even pick up on the sapphic energy of that caller. This is why it's good we have guest hosts to come mm-hmm. in and offer these sec- these these different POVs because I, I didn't even I didn't even catch that. And we're gonna we're just gonna recreate. So they're going to recreate the original together? Yeah. Yeah. I think they should try it out. I think they should, like, go on a few dates and just see. Yeah. There might be some vibes before she moves in with this man, you know. (laughs) I think give it a chance, babe. Uh, You've heard it here first. I agree. I'm fully on on team. Give it a a shot with your roommate before she moves out. Mm -hmm. Just once. Just one. One time. Just one. One time. Kiss her. Just a little bit. Yeah. How could it hurt? How could it hurt? Okay. We have um, we have another um, we have a a second opinion cup date, a second helping, if you will. Um, And this is for um, our caller who called in because she doesn't know how to bring up condom usage with random hookups. She was um, concerned that it would kill the vibe to bring up condoms and she wasn't sure what to do. So let's listen to this second opinion. Hi, Joel and Mitra. Mitra and Joel. Okay, so I am calling in response to Damsel in the Rex, I think that's the caller's name. Um, anyways, so this is about the person who wants to, isn't using condoms during um, casual sex and wants to and doesn't know how to bring it up. So this is a trick that I give my friends <laughs> that I 
have from my experiences. So I'm, I have a vagina, I have sex with men, and I am allergic to latex. And so I always have to provide condoms every single time I have casual sex because no one ever has condoms that I can use. <laughs> I'll, like, go into anaphylactic shock. Um, anyways, so what I, but because of that, it's actually a life hack because I just have the condom and I just say, hi, we're going to use this. I'm allergic to latex. And then there's not really, like, a conversation. Like, I've never had to be, like, to wait for the guy to grab the condom from the nightstand. I just always have it. So I've given that to my friends because I have a lot of friends who are uncomfortable asking because, as like, I think we should have seen this. Like, it doesn't feel sexy. But, like, um, and I've just told them, like, Bring latex free condoms. The brand's called Skin. It's great. S K Y N. They're like softer. Like I've heard they're more comfortable and you have it. And then there's no conversation because you just have brought it and no one's going to question the latex allergy. So, anyways, um, love you both. Spit on my face. Bye. Love this advice because it, it really incorporates one of the, the tenets of our advice always, which is lie lie about having a, a, a latex allergy um, and just always have the condoms on hand. And I think that's a brilliant piece of advice. May I? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, it's, this is clear. These are young. These are young people. Yeah, these are absolutely. like, you know, early 20s because it is there comes a point where I mean, you got to get a real messy STI and then you're like, you'll be gun ho about <laughs> you won't lie. You're like, well, one time I had a parasite in my vagina because I was fucking a dirty dick and um, it made my vagina smell like fish. So, yeah, I, I have to use condoms. Just that's just what I have to do. Um, I'm not saying that was a personal thing because it is. Uh, but that happened to me. That happened to me that I was so furious that every time a guy would try to not use a condom, I was like, yeah, I had a parasite in my vagina because of a man. So, And they I still just, went through, it didn't kill the mood completely. No. You bringing no. Up your, <laughs> I think that's the lesson about men to take away from this to our original damsel and directs and, and everyone else listening is that you cannot kill the vibe mm -hmm. with a man. There's just not like he's going to have sex with you and like there might be a little bump when you say, hey, I want to have use a condom. But guess what? He's still going to want to have sex with you. There's mm -hmm. no killing the vibe. There's just not. Yeah, this is going to go real dark. It's going to dark. I mean, there's people who have there's, uh, you know, some men that have sex with dead bodies. You know, they have sex with people when they're sleeping. So it's just like I don't really see you saying anything that could really you know, stop it. If a if a dead body can't can get your dick hard, what is a little little piece of latex or non latex? Okay, okay. <laughs> so, all right, you know, if y'all want to take that out, y'all can. No, nope, no, nope, it's I'm staying just in. It's way. staying in. Um, wow, I <laughs> you heard it here first, everyone. If a dead body can't stop the dick, a little piece of latex won't either. Um, incredible. Um, these next two uh, cup dates we have are, are both about the same caller, which is Mrs. Doubtbuyer, who was a caller who had some stress. She wanted to hire a cleaning person, um, but wasn't sure how to do it ethically or if it was even ethical to do it in the first place. 
this. Um, so I'll read this email first. Um, Dear Mitra and Joel, Joel and Mitra, I'm writing in response to Mrs. Doubtbuyer on yesterday's show. Y'all are right. There's no reason to feel guilty for paying someone fairly for their services. My mom is a housekeeper and I grew up helping clean on the weekends at these big ass houses in the Bay Area. She's had most of her clients for 10 plus years. They pay hella well. Be a good client. Be flexible with dates and times, especially if the person doesn't have transportation. My mom doesn't drive and sometimes I still wake up at four to drop her off. Be sensitive to childcare needs and pay well, not by the hour, but by the whole house. Flat rate. Make sure to ask how they prefer payment. Some folks like cash only. Also, it's nice when clients give their, her holiday bonuses. Sometimes they'll make an extra big pot of coffee for her or give her a ride down to the bus stop. Housekeepers provide a service just like any other vendor, but often are exploited. Once a client of my mom's didn't let her eat in the house on her lunch break because she was the help. She went outside and didn't come back. I almost set their house on fire. Just be fair and kind and it's all good. Anyway, I live in the Bay and there's a nonprofit org that has a program for domestic workers to ensure they're properly paid and treated well. Look up worker co-ops in your town. Thanks, Mitra and Joel. I just recently, and then just, you know, they love us. Anyways, um, yeah, I think that's good advice um, and good perspective from someone who's close to it. And then there's this other email, I think, with a little bit more of a specific, this last email talked about some nonprofits. And this one is, mentions a specific one. Sydney, would you like to read this email? Oh, yes. Uh, hi, Joel. Hi, Mitra. I really admire Mrs. Doubtbuyer for taking care to become a responsible and respectful domestic employer and want to let her know that she's not alone in wanting to be an ethical employer of a house cleaner. There is an excellent organization, Hand in Hand, the Domestic Employers Network, that promotes dignified, safe, and respectful working conditions for domestic workers. They have a guide. They have guidebooks and worksheets like the employer checklist to think through all of the ways you can communicate respectfully, pay fair wages, pay fair wages, provide provide paid time off and a safe work environment. Check them out. Mitra, Joel, my face is ready when you are. People like us to sit on their faces. Okay, I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. Great. Well, um, thank you guys for the cup dates. Please always feel free to give your second opinions on any of our callers. And we love to hear updates when you when we give advice and how things turned out. You can give us a call at 323-334-0371 or email us at urgentcarepod at gmail.com. Um, anyways, we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to dive in with your calls and emails. And we're back with Sydney Washington, guest hosting for Mitra Johari this week. Very excited to have her. She's already given us so many pearls of wisdom. So <laughs> many pearls of wisdom. TMI. Yeah. Um, and I can't wait to get her perspective on some of these calls. So let's dive right in with our first call. Mm-hmm. Hi, Mitra and Joel. Joel and Mitra. I love you both equally. Um, so I am in a situation where I am interested in two boys. I am, my pronouns are he, him. I identify as a gay man. And um, the one boy is like, he lives in my city and he's super into me and he's very nice. And like, we've gone on quarantine walks and now we're both vaccinated and we've like done all the kissing and stuff. And I like him a lot. Um, And then the other boy is, he lives in a different city and he's like a part of my another friend group and we're, I don't know, 
I'm just, he's so cute and I just like him so much. And sometimes we watch TV together over Instagram and like, he's very aloof and is less interested in me, but like interested in me enough to like send me a few text messages once a week. And, um, you know, there's nothing more it, like if the most attractive thing in the world is someone being attracted to you, the, the only thing that's more attractive is someone not being attracted to you. And I guess I'm just wondering, like, do you think that even though I like the person who likes me a little bit less than the person who obviously doesn't like me that much, do you think I should just not pursue either one of them? Or do you think that is there like some value in just saying like, you know what, I choose the person who treats me well and who clearly wants to be in a relationship with me. I should be with them. Um, or is that manipulative? Uh, thanks so much. Please, both of you sit on my face. Goodbye. Okay, Sid, what should we call this person? There's So he's got two choices. He's sort of the bachelor. Um, mm-hmm. He's a gay bachelor. Um which is something. Gay um, bachelor. But I think he's really into someone not liking him. So hard to get. Well, no, he doesn't play hard to get. He likes. Yeah, he's easy to get. Yeah. Oh, he's definitely. I Easy. Easy G. Easy G. I easy like G, easy G. Easy gay. So easy G is what we were going to call him. And um, I would love to hear for you to kick it off. What do you think this boy should do about his predicament? I mean, you're vaccinated, you're free, like, do what the fuck you want. Like, you don't have to be with somebody that wants to be with you. Like, you could just want to fool around. And, like, the person who who's not that into you, they might not be that into you because they might think that you are a relationship type of person. So if you just, you know, flirty and fun and like, yeah, I'm, you know, I just got V'd up. I, I just, I just want to hook up. See, what they say, you know, put yeah. some feelers out. Um, and then when that person is like, actually, no, I don't want you at all. Um, you get sad a little bit and then you just go use the person that's actually into you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, my thing is, is I think you need to dump the guy who's into you. Cut him loose now because even no! the way, even the way, even the way he described him, he's like, he's very nice. Um, and he's super into me. And like, and then the switch to when he started describing the guy that he lives in a different city who he's not <laughs> sure how into him he is. He's like, Oh, he's like, so I'm so into him. He's so cute. I'm blah, 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 blah. I think that there's a chance that this guy is only sending you messages every once in a while because you live in fucking two different cities and he understands that. And he's mm-hmm. like, not trying to get invested in someone who lives in another city. I think now that you're vaxxed, you fly to that city, you try to hook up with that guy and see what happens from there. But I think either way you cut, if you, you're so clearly not into this guy who's into you, like you could probably stretch this out for a little bit longer, but how, how long do you think a relationship could last with someone who you describe as very nice? Is that as, as one of the main descriptors? Like when have you ever had the when have you ever been insanely into someone and one of the main things you say about them is they're very nice. Okay, but I think this what you're saying works um pre-pan. Yeah. We're post post-pan and we realize that like why are we wasting our time with people who don't fucking want us? Like that yeah. I think that was fun in the beginning, but 
you know, God forbid something bad happens again where we're locked the fuck up. Do you want to be with somebody who's not into you or you want to be with somebody who's into you and you're not that into them? That's hot. You, so you you think you you should stick with the guy who's into him? Wow! Yes, yes. I love it. No, this is great because rarely do Mitra and I disagree, and this is a good counterpoint. <laughs> counterpoint. You're getting two very solid pieces of advice that are from two very different perspectives, and I think that's beautiful. Easy G. Um, well, that's because I've been through both. I like I was like so I was pawning after this person, and I mean, in the end, you know two orchids and 50 cupcakes later they had to let me go and then i i eventually found somebody who was so into me which is my current girlfriend now and it feels good like it just i don't have to worry about calling and them not wanting to pick up yeah i'm so paranoid when i'm into somebody i'm so paranoid that i'm like I like I pay attention to their text rhythm. I'm yeah. like, how many minutes in between my text and their response? Like, am I bothering them? Like, I just mm-hmm. I want to be fully immersed. I want to dive headfirst into mm-hmm. them and be like obsessed. And I want them to be obsessed with me. I want them yep. to be psycho, psycho into me. Because um, otherwise, I'm I'm because I'm so fucking insecure that unless you are like psychotically into me, I just won't get it. I won't feel secure. Same. You know? Same. You're, I mean, everything that you said, I said, wow, I didn't, I didn't know that's what I sounded like in my head. And that, that's what, yeah. yeah. I, I want someone to pick up on the first call and me be like, ew, you're, yeah. you're so thirsty. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> you know? So I guess it's just what you need to decide for yourself, Easy G, is which position you'd rather be in. Do you want to be the adored or do you want to be adoring somebody? Do you need that? Because like if you don't need if you don't need that the way Sydney and I need that, then maybe you should try and and like I said, go and visit this man and mm-hmm. see see what's up. But yeah. if you need that, then stick with the guy you got. Done. Moving yeah. on. There it is. Easy G. There it is. Next caller, Chelsea. Hi, Joel Mitra. Mitra and Joel. Love you both equally. Love the pod. So here's the deal. I recently opened a cake studio in Milwaukee, and I have been getting a lot of requests, well, not a lot, some requests for, like, cookies and cakes for gender reveal parties, and I just don't want to do them. I don't want to do them. I don't want anything to do with gender reveal parties, and I'm having a hard time figuring out how I can just, like, make that very clear to my clients right off the bat. Um... I don't know if I really get enough of those orders to just, like, have that on my site that I don't do those. Um, Or should I just, like, come up with an excuse every time someone wants one? Um, I'm hesitant to just, like, make a statement outright because I think a lot of people would be really turned off by that. And um, it's just a little tricky. uh, And I don't want people to, like, be upset that when they see that, even though, like, I'm doing it for a reason. I don't know. It's a little tricky. Some of my clients are Republicans, and I don't want them mm. to, like, do that right away on my order form because, I don't know, it might upset them. And then they might not order from me. Um, any advice would be greatly appreciated. Thanks. Bye. Okay. So we've got a cake maker, a baker. Um, she doesn't want to do gender reveals. She's sort of... 
She doesn't want to do gender reveals, but she still wants that Republican money, though. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so what do we call her? What do we call um, her? She still wants that Republican money, though. So, uh, I, we can't call her Republic Republic Cup. No, no, no. Uh, Repu- see, I'm not good. <laughs> I'm not Republic good with Republic these- cake. Republic cake. Republic cake. Okay. Okay. There we go. Good. Republic cake. There um, is. So, yeah, I mean, it is a tricky situation because she does, I'm sorry to say it, sort of want to have her cake and eat it, too. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, that was perfect. <laughs> um, with this situation, I think it's fine to just lie, as is, is our fallback here on Urgent Care. And every time you receive one of these, say, like, I'm sorry, we're at capacity. I can't do this order in the time allotted. But. I think if you really want to be sort of like, because it's like, why we know why you don't want to do gender. Well, actually, I don't know why you don't want to do gender reveal parties. Is it is it a a sort of um, stance on on gender as a a gender identity in general? Or do you just find it tacky? Because if you just find it tacky, then I think the once and done like handling it is fine. But if you really think the gender reveal parties are morally wrong, for any of the reasons that they might be to you, I think you could do, I think you do put it on the website. I think you do. What do you think? I, th- Sid? I think she's a little wishy-washy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like she, she was like, she doesn't believe in it, but she doesn't want to upset Republicans. Like you, you just, you got to pick what you want. Like if that's not what you believe in, it's going to upset some of the people, but the people you actually who have birthdays, anniversaries, funerals, whatever, they're going to still order from you. Yeah. And in fact, you live in Milwaukee, which is a, is a blue area. Mm -hmm. It might actually set you apart and be like people who, people like who are uber, uber fucking liberal leftist psychos like me would (laughs) see that on a website and be like, Oh, I definitely want to order from this chick because she aligns with me and I hate gender reveal parties too. I think they're tacky and stupid. You know, so it might so you might be turning off Republicans, but you might be turning on another set of clients. I think it's about you, you kind of control who you want to order from you. And I mean, you do that with your brand. And if your brand is like, yeah, I don't fuck with gender reveals, then you might get a slew of people who are like, yeah, me neither. But then they might be like. They might say something problematic about gender and then you're like, then I got to block you. It, it gets it gets messy. But yeah, I, maybe she doesn't have to put it on the website. But I do think like just putting it out there like, yeah, we're just not able to accommodate that. We don't we we can't do it. <laughs> I think the, one fun thing she could do if she really wants to fuck with the gender reveal parties is fuck with the cakes, man. Like, don't put pink or blue in there. Put purple. And, and you know, ruin, ruin, be fucking the joker of gender reveal parties and just ruin these parties through anarchy. Just like, don't put pink or blue in the middle of the cake like they request. Put fucking yellow or red. And, and just like, they cut into it and suddenly they're like, what does this mean? And, and you've ruined a gender reveal party. And it's perfect. That would be fine. Like, instead of pink or blue put like blood in there yeah yeah do blood yeah full little like uh uh just a some maraschino cherries yeah you know? oh blood oh that'll be actually i dare you yeah. i double dare you. a little fondant fetus 
<laughs> Republic cake? I th- I dare you to. Ew, Joel. <laughs> Imagine if someone did that. You would go viral. It would you go would. viral. You would. You turned my, this baker turned a gender reveal party into an abortion party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Joel. And then we'll have this episode out and they'll be like, they're suing us. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. But so, I, I think that's, I think that's the best idea that we've me come too. Up with so far. I, I agree with it, but yeah, don't say that you got it from here. Yeah. Please keep us out of it. Legally mm-hmm. speaking. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, moving on, we've got an email. We're just breezing through these. I love it. Um, mm-hmm. It's simple. Here, here is the email. Dear Mitra and Joel, Joel and Mitra, I am a bisexual woman, pronouns she, her, and my boyfriend and I have been dating for eight months. He has this female friend of four years that I hate so much, and it is literally, it literally pains me to hear about her. She's my least favorite type of person, dramatic and annoying, and she treats him like a boyfriend, texts him all the time, asks for a lot of favors, etc., and it's really weird. For context, she threw a party at my boyfriend and his roommate's house to reveal where she is going to graduate school. The weirdest part is she has her own boyfriend of two years, whom apparently she loves a lot and wants to marry, which is what she told me once. I'm not worried about her and my boyfriend getting together, but their relationship is not normal. I've told him plenty of times that I do not like her, and I've even talked to her about how I don't like that she treats him like a boyfriend, to which she respected responded that they have been through a lot together and he's her only close friend. My boyfriend has listened to me and has been very understanding, but he doesn't see it as a weird relationship. I've already been too mature about this situation and now I'm looking for some very chaotic advice on how to deal with this. Thank you, and you can both sit on my face. Whoo! What do we call this? Call this lady? This, I mean, she doesn't. She doesn't like this girl. She is she boy she, is mine. Brandy and Monica vibes. Boy uh, is mine. Yeah. Brand okay. he and Monica. Her. Monica. Monica with a K. Yeah. Monica. 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 Brand T and Monica. Yeah. Let's call huh. her that. Yeah. Uh. Wow, I think that first of all, they sound so fucking young. This is yeah. Wow, I'm I'm an ageist in reverse. Where like when I hear young people speak, I'm like, oh, wow. I mean, what? First of all, her she needs her, the girl, the girl that she doesn't like. Her boyfriend doesn't even have a place that she can like throw a party at. Yeah. She needs to leave him. That she needs to leave him. Well, and I'm saying that like if this if if Monica slash brand he um, wants to really fuck this up and this is like the plot of a movie is you enlist the help of her boyfriend and you say hey isn't this relationship that your girlfriend has with my boyfriend weird you really need to like plant those seeds in his mind and get him on board of your campaign to end this friendship do you think they should do you think do you think the friend the friendship sounds weird Sid I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I I know that I have had situations where, you know, I might have been too cozy with a, you know, opposite sex friend, but I, I didn't want them. But we kind of, it was more codependency issues than like sexual. And so sometimes that's just people's personality. But you know what makes people the most mad? When you act like you don't care at all. That bothers them when you're like, oh, yeah, no, they're they're friends, whatever. Like that gets under their nose. Like, oh, she don't care no more. Like the more that this girl knows that it bothers you, I think she probably does even more. Yeah, that's a really good point. 
I bet she did. I, I bet that conversation you had with her about how um, their relationship that you don't like how she treats her him like a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I bet she's doing it even more now because she's yeah. a psycho. Yeah. So you, you need sh- to reverse course on that and start saying, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. No, but I what I would have done before even like hitting her up like, oh, you're doing too much. I would have just befriended her. So she could fucking feel bad every time she reaches out. Yeah. You made that's a tactical mistake that she you made early on in this 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 campaign. Mm -hmm. Really, you really should have started with befriending her and really replacing your boyfriend. Even though she's annoying and dramatic. You really you really made a tactical misstep by opening up and being honest about your feelings about how she treats your boyfriend. Never be honest. Never be open. Close the door. The door is closed by NeNe Leaks. Do not ever tell the person that you're like, you're annoyed by what you're thinking. Yeah. So what you got to do now is you, you have to slowly befriend her and like invite her out with you and your boyfriend. Like make her feel the third wheel vibes. Yes. Do, do. Doesn't his hair look better pushed back? Yeah. You know, that vibe is what you Mm -hmm. need to do. Throw a party for him and have her like a co, uh, co-host it. I'm throwing a party for him. Like, let's do something together. That's smart. Yeah. I love, you're such a natural for urgent care slash advice because you're, the, the, don't be honest. I mean, that is the basic tenet of all of our advice. (laughs) Really. You just can't let the the person know what you're really thinking. You yeah. you could give them like crumbs. Don't give them the whole cake. I think this is this will solve itself eventually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that um, it this is just is this an endurance game, and it's going to yep. be seeing which one of you can outlast the other. And so yes. I think you just need to hang in there because if she marries this guy, I think that's going to solve a lot of this um, because, again, he should be feeling weird about this, too. If she is treating him, your boyfriend, like her, a boyfriend, her boyfriend should be feeling weird about this. And he needs to lock it down. You guys are going to college. Um, none of y'all are going to be with each other in five years. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> <laughs> You guys are so young. This is, I'm not even really listening to any of this because it's like, you're going to, co- you're going to meet somebody else, girl. It's fine. You're, it's whatever. Okay. Yeah. That cool aunt said, coming in here with the hard <laughs> truths, the hard truth. Some, something I was thinking, but didn't have the courage to say. And here you are just breezing in. Everybody I cared about truth. in college. I don't even know. I can't even remember their fucking names. Yeah. I mean, I'm close. I'm close ish to like a handful of people from college close to like uh, an even smaller handful. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, the relationship, you know, there's there's people that are like friends for life that I went to college with, even though I don't talk to them a lot. But I have the, one. The, yes. the romantic, the romantic relationships. Oof. No, ma'am. None. I can't even remember their last names. Yeah. Yeah. So do not basically do not exist to me. Nope. Um. Okay. We need to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll round out uh, this episode with our last set of calls and emails. Can't wait. Um, we've got two little emails, um, to get through and then we'll be done with this episode and Sydney can go back to her beautiful life in New York. 
But Sid, I got to tell you, we're not even done yet, but it has been a true joy having you here and having your perspective. I mean, I, I, we, I feel like that we are opposites, but we're the same. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I fully agree. Mm-hmm. Let's get back into it. Here's an email. I'll read this one because um, it's cute. Hi, MJ and MJ. Yes, that is an attempt to refer to both of you without giving precedence to either. Think titles. Titles. I can confidently say that I've listened to every minute of every episode of your entire podcast. And being in my early 60s, I'm probably your oldest listener. I have never heard anybody ask for advice with the following situations, but I've been wanting to ask you this for many months. As I said in the subject line, I'm still a virgin. I grew up as a pretty devout Christian, and I was very committed to it up until only about five years ago when I finally realized that it simply isn't true. Complicating relationship matters was the fact that I was attracted to guys, and my religious beliefs convinced me that I couldn't act on that. But at the same time, I had some legitimate crushes on some girls in my early years. So I guess I'm bisexual. But my first question is, is there such a thing as being 80% gay and 20% hetero or bisexual? And if so, what's that called? Judging by the porn I watch, maybe it's 90-10 with me, but I'm definitely not 100% gay. I've also never been in any kind of romantic relationship. I've never even dated anybody more than twice, and I could probably count the total number of dates I've had in my entire life on my fingers. I've also never really liked the idea of dating, which, as I see it, usually involves a lot of pain, either being rejected or having to reject someone else. However, I've also been largely okay with being single. I've had numerous friends and roommates over the years. I'm now retired, but I've done lots of volunteer social work over the years and would describe myself as fairly happy, stable, and a considerate person. I am super averse to drama, though, which might be another reason I've avoided any romantic relationships. So now that I'm feeling a bit more free to experiment and thinking that I don't want to die a virgin, I'm wondering how to get started safely. I'd like to avoid picking up any un- unnecessary diseases. What are your best sex education resources and tips for someone who's starting at a ground zero but isn't a youngster anymore? Any thoughts about hiring sex workers? Once travel opens up, I'm tempted to head to another country where sex work is legal because I also don't want to wind up on the local news in some sting operation. And for the purposes of this advice, let's assume that we've passed COVID enough and people are vaccinated. With all due respect, may I please decline to offer my face as a seat for either of you as I'm not really sure I'm into that and I'd like to get my face first base first. Okay. What do we call this guy? He's in his 60s. He's an older man. He's an older virgin. Um, um, I, I like that he's... Uh, what, he's never been touched? Never been touched? <laughs> never been touched. Never been touched. Okay, never been touched. <laughs> Is the name that we'll go with a Sydney Washington original, um, a, a, an amazing sequel to Never Be Kissed. Um, uh, um, this was what do you this think? was layered. Yeah, layered. lots going on in this email. Yeah, I think that because you are older, a little bit of it is like you got to have less fear. You just Mm -hmm. you can't you can't worry about the STDs. You can't worry about if you're gay, if you're straight, if you're bisexual. At this point, it's like you just got to get out there and you won't you can't get out there unless you take both feet and get the fuck out of your house and be ready to have anything and everything inside of you. Yeah, I, I will say, first of all, um, what you're describing, like you can so you can identify however the fuck you want. You yeah. can identify as bisexual mm-hmm. if you want. You can identify as queer as you want. Like there is the Kinsey scale. And it sounds like on a scale of where one is straight and six is gay, you're probably a four or a five. And that counts as whatever you want it to be. It can be bi or queer or however, you know, people identify all sorts of ways. Or you can identify as gay if you want to and still have attraction to women like or plenty no of gay guys. Yeah. I'm attracted to Sydney and I identify as gay. 
Except me too. I'm a full blown lesbian, but I'm like, Joel, put it in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So let's get that out of the way. You're, you can identify however you'd like and however makes you comfortable. Um, it is nobody else's business, the percentages in, in which you, um, have broken yourself down into. Um, in terms of romantic relationships, I think Sid is right. You are being ruled a little bit by fear, fear of drama, fear of pain. And here's the thing, though. I think that if you go out with someone who is your age or in your age range, there's going to be so much less drama. I have friends I have friends who are older and they know what they want. They know what they don't want. And like it is a much quicker. There is less drama because it is just like you go on one date. Everybody involved is honest and open and like you're get, you get it done and then get out of there if you don't want to be there. You know, it's less I think that you're thinking you're you're probably have all these conceptions of what dating drama is like that I don't actually think will happen for you um, if you are open and honest with it, the people that you're dating because you just you you you've you, you've got so much lost time to make up for. You don't have time to, to mess around with scrubs. But it's also kind of like we we're at a like a buffet standstill right now. Like mm. you, you you don't know what you want until you try a little bit of everything. Yeah, that, that's that's how I feel. It's yeah, like because you waited so long. You, usually people know what they don't want because they've had what they don't want. But exactly. This, but, you know, never been touched doesn't know. Yeah. So it, you kind of just have to be open to anything that comes your way and then you realize you don't want it and you move on and it's okay your palate is underdeveloped your sexual palate is underdeveloped right now and you need to get to the buffet and you need to try all of the global cuisines okay i agree and lastly hire a sex worker hire a sex worker because they know what sex is. And they, they know, know what sex is. They are not judgmental. Yeah. Sex is and like they're there. And it is like the I think the perfect way for you to get over some of the initial jitters yes. that you're having and some of the yeah. initial fear. I do not think that you have to. I think you can hire a sex worker here in the U.S. I do not think that you'll end up on the news. There aren't a lot of stings that happen if you're not like a, a senator. You know, I mean, I understand your your fear and your trepidation about that. But like literally go on grinder and there's plenty of guys looking for generous men that like, I'm not even sure fall under the sex worker vibe. You can just be, you know, uh, just go and get a massage from the right masseur and you know, right there you've popped your cherry. Um, but, um, there's definitely no judgment about hiring a sex worker here. However you want to do it. Um, I think that's a really great way for you to, to sort of pop your cherry and get over the first initial hump pun intended <laughs> um any other advice for him as he he goes out into the world um i think that i think that yeah like feelings are scary people are scary but i know from my own experience when i just put my guard down and just throw my hands up to you know the sky I have the most fun. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful image. Thank you. Of you with your hands to the sky having fun. Having fun. Yeah. That's how I imagine you having sex. And ready ready to eat ass. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Do that too. Eat ass. Eat some ass. Okay. 
Um, last email, Sid, do you want to take a crack at this? It's it's a yeah. long one, but I think yeah. I believe in you. It's a long one, and we love reading out loud. Hi, Mitra and Joel. Joel and Mitra. I'm a 31-year-old bisexual, I'm pretty sure, male, who's been dating a woman for five years now. We've been long distance for the vast majority of it. Feels insane to write that out. And on and off open for a couple of years of it. Given how chaotic open relationships can be, I think we've we've done pretty well. But we've been monogamous for the duration of the pandemic. She's briefly moved to my city, coincidentally, at the start of the pandemic and has since moved back to her parents for the time being while considering whether to come back to my city or move to another large city across the country where she thinks she might be more happy. Ignoring all the other possible red flags in our relationship I've mentioned so far, all of that is just to give context to the important question. How can I ask my girlfriend to let me be a slut again this summer. (laughs) I had started experimenting with men more prior to the pandemic and generally really value the freedom to meet people in the in that capacity and I might finally lose what remains of my sanity if I'm locked in a long distance monogamous relationship for another year especially during the area of wanton sex mania that seems to be over the horizon this summer I deeply love and care about her but I feel like I've been deferring I've been deferring having to grapple with that situation until some imagined time where I'll be better able to work it out with her. She's currently a in a aforementioned other city right now spending time with friends. Is now the time to bring up so she'll be in an environment where she'll be more likely to feel excited about the possibilities of sleeping around in a big city before returning to her parents' town? Do I wait for a time where we're really on good terms or just blurt it out now like the sex-starved dumbass I am? Please, God, everyone involved with this podcast, real or imaginary, sit (laughs) on my face. Amazing, 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 amazing. Um, So what we got a horny, a horny bi guy um, who is in a long distance relationship. Um, He's he's, they're They're ready to be out and about. Yeah. Out and about. Out and about. Um, Out enough. um, Well, he's not sort of he's he's sort of um, in and and. Or in and around, really, because mm. um, he's not in out and of out. <laughs> in and out. Well, he's in and out. Well, because they're kind of open, right? Yeah. Well, on and off open. He's on and off. Yeah. On and on and off in and out. Can you on call and him off that? in and out? Yeah. yeah. On and off in and out um, is the name that we're going with for him. Um, on and off in and out. On and mm-hmm. off in and out is a beautiful sort of Russian name. Yeah. On and off in and out. <laughs> Russian figure skater. <laughs> Actually, that sounds like a Bond girl, doesn't it? On and off, in and out. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like we can pronounce it, but not really. And yeah. it's weird, but it's sexy. So that's yeah. a Bond girl for sure. This is my my mistress. On and off, in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. <laughs> um, I picked this one specifically because I think you have a little bit of experience in this. 
um, realm, long distance relationships, wanting to be in and out of open relationships. We've talked about it a little bit up top, but like, what do you think this guy should do about this five year long distance relationship that has no end in sight and he wants to be fucking around with guys? What should he do? You gotta be, this is against the pod, but this is the time to be honest because (laughs) You do not want to sit back and be like, yo, I really was out here just wasting fucking time with this other person. It's like you could be doing something else or doing other people. You could be in an orgy, whatever it is. Like, just be honest with somebody else's time. Hey, I I really want to be with other people this summer. What's good? Are you down with it or not? If they're not down with it and you can respect that, then okay. But if you want to be selfish and you want to dip it pop it, twerk it, pop it on somebody's face or multiple faces, then you should be able to do that. So there's, and there's never a right time. If we go on that, if we like read the room and wait on something to be a good time, we'll never say what we need to say. So just, just fucking say it. Just get it out there. Just get it out. I I think that, yeah, what you said is really important is you really need to decide what will happen if she says no and yeah. what you how you will respond if she says mm-hmm. no that is what you really need to sit with right now and figure out because there's a good chance i mean if you've been in an open relationship before there's a good chance she'll say yes and and like yes god um we celebrate that and we celebrate her and i think that you'll have an amazing summer but there's a chance that she says no too for whatever reason and you have to know what your response to that is going to be and i think you should break up if it's, if it's no, I think you really are, you really want to be a slut. And if there's no end in sight to this, what is the end game? What is the end game with this long distance relationship? Yeah, do no you want to marry? Do you, do you all want to get married? I mean, some people don't believe in marriage. So I should stop asking, do you want to get married? But do you want to spend the rest of your life um, in an open relationship? Uh, in and out, in and out. What is it? In and out. <laughs> wait, 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 what is it? Chelsea, did you write it down? On and off, in and out. On and off, in and out, yeah. Do you want to be on and off, in and out with this person forever? Yeah. That's another question. Some people like a prepaid relationship. Where like like they go month by month, they're not like (laughs) under under contract. So that's what this feels. It feels like you have the you're under this fake ass plan, but whenever you want, you could just end it, get another phone, do a beeper if you want. Like, figure out what you really want. Yeah, because it seems like you don't. Because I don't know, I have no clue. Yeah, it's hard to glean from this this email. Other than what you wanting to be a slut, mm-hmm. I think it's hard to glean. You do. We do know that. I wonder too if there's a there's a bargaining chip here where you say like I want to be open but I'll only ho- hook up with guys if that'll make you comfortable. You know, I I actually know some open relation some hetero relationships, man woman, where that is the case, where they're each allowed to hook up with members of the op- of the same sex but not opposite sex because that's hmm. too threatening. People you're, have you're to, rolling your eyes. I was like, grow up. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't matter what gender someone is. If they fucking somebody else, they might leave you. Okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they might leave you. So uh, he, she, they, them, what they can get up and be like, bye, this is good. And you're not. That is true. So that is true. 
Yeah, I think that just figure out what you really want. Do you really see yourself with this person forever? And if so, then you have to. Sometimes you can't get what you want. This is not Burger King. And let's be you can have it let, your way. Let's be clear here too. Ending a five year relationship is not a failure. No. Okay. The fact that you made it five years with someone long distance yeah. is a success and you should view it as a success and ending it is not necessarily a failure. And I think like if that's what you come to, if that's the decision that you need to come to, I, I think you really need to frame this as more of a success than a failure. Um, because I, th- that's such a problematic way to look at breakups, especially I ones agree. like this. Cause you, you got something out of this out of five years. And maybe you've reached the end of what you you can get out of this relationship now. But, you know, that's the other thing. You need to decide, is there more that you can get out of this relationship with her being far away? Especially if she decides to move to another city that's across the country. I don't see it. I don't. Girl, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Uh-uh. I'm not going to be looking on the map to figure out where the fuck you at. And when can we FaceTime to have phone sex? No. No, I couldn't. Mm-mm, that's too much. But I mean, imagine if you were in a relationship with like, I guess, an actor or a comedian that could that could possibly be your relationship because like they could be working and on set and yeah. in movies or whatever. And like you're away f- for like three months at a time or four months. So I, I do have to think about that, too, because I am dating somebody who potentially be booking and will do books and like. They'll just be away for months. So yeah, but that's there's an end date there. Mm-hmm. You know that mm-hmm. like eventually there's gonna there's gonna come a point where they check the gate. Yeah, and they wrap the shoot. So that's true. You know, it's not the same. It's not the same as this sort of endless long distance relationship that has no. You know, I, uh, I don't why see didn't it. they send? I need to see pictures. I like <laughs> people send you these emails, and I I want to see what they look like and who they who they with, so I could really decipher what the fuck is going on. <laughs> That is smart. Actually, yes, Cindy's right. Send, people need to send us more pictures. Send us your headshots along with your yeah, emails, Yeah, just like our, just send us for our like Instagram. Yeah. yeah. We need to see it. We need to see it. Yeah, send us your Insta handle so that we can see it. Some people have done that in the past, and it is actually really helpful and beautiful yeah, when they do it. Yeah, it is. I can, like, I can really figure out who the fuck you are because people write anything, and then you go to their page, and you're like, oh, girl, you were acting like you were one thing, and it's clear you're the complete opposite (laughs) but then they're good at lying so that's good that actually is the theme of the show it is the theme of the show you're right and that show is now come to a close can you believe it Sid you did it your first ever urgent care I was so nervous. I was like, I don't know. I, I don't want to mess up. And oh, my then, God. Like, there is no it. messing up. There is no There's messing no up at Urgent okay. Care. And you okay. did beautifully. Your advice was insane and also spot on, <laughs> um, which is exactly the vibe of Urgent Care. Mm-hmm. Um, there is just, yeah, I, I, I couldn't, I can't tell you how much of a joy it was to have you. And I know Mitra would, uh, is going to listen to this and be so happy with your performance and, and approve um, of all of the deranged advice that you gave today. Um, I, I did it for Mitra. Yeah. I did it for Mitra. <laughs> I did it for her. Um, thank you all for listening. Thank you, producer Chelsea. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, July. Thank you, everybody at Earwolf. Thank you, especially 
to Sydney, Washington for filling in for Mitra Johari this week. We love you. Um, once again, if you'd like to call in and get your question on the air, you can call us at 323-334-0371 or email us at urgentcarepod at gmail.com. Please rate and review five stars. Don't do four stars as a joke. Okay, that's rude. We see it and we don't like it. Oh, I'm taking one star off because, you know, some arbitrary bullshit. That, no, five stars are just don't bother. Okay, we don't want to see those four stars, four star reviews. It's unbelievable. (laughs) Said any parting words before I go so we don't end on that. Yeah. um, Also, just know that every advice is any advice that you get, you don't have to take. But (laughs) when you don't use the advice and you've realized that what you did was wrong, all you have is yourself to blame. So. Beautiful. Thank you. Sydney Washington. (laughs) Check her out on Hobby Hunter and Unofficial Expert. Um, You guys, this has been Urgent Care. Goodbye.